does the, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even our, now, because that's what you I, told us two years ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not, and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my... Decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentlemen's time has expired. Gee, thanks, Clyburn. <laughs> don't worry, Chris Ray. You don't have to answer the question from Representative Clay Higgins of Louisiana. Got a nice, thick Southern accent in that interrogation. I do declare. <laughs> I love it. Clay Higgins, Chip Roy, those guys that get after it. Chris Ray doesn't deserve any any credit. He deserves no grace. He's an establishment scumbag that just does whatever he can to keep his job. And here's Clay Higgins again going after uh, Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security administrator. Are you aware, have you authorized CBP agents to release illegal aliens into America without having properly vetted to identify them or collected at least basic biometric data like fingerprints? Congressman. I mean, you got millions coming across. Uh, Congressman, uh, our gentleman from uh, uh, Clyburn gets involved again. Allow the secretary to It's answer. my time, Mr. Chairman. It, if I want to reclaim well, my time, I will. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm going to move on without an answer. Mr. Chairman, are Mr. you asking to be, for me to yield you time? No, you, you, I'm the chair. Then I'm going to reclaim my no, time. You, look, we don't. Moving on, no, Secretary no, Mayorkas. The gentleman from. Are you interrupting my time, Mr. Chairman? Uh, are you incompetent establishment to goons. I'm trying to make sure that we conduct. You're uh, interfering with my five minutes, Mr. Chairman. Well, then the gentleman will. If you get request you. me to yield you time, I'll give you time. No, but that's not the procedure. But that is the procedure. It, it is not. It yes, is not. it is. So, of course, look, it is. Look, I, I reclaim my time, and I, I want this time back, Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, look, have you used uh, your authority uh, to suppress exculpatory evidence presented by CBP agents who've come under public attack and condemnation by DHS and the Biden administration? Have you used your authority to suppress exculpatory evidence? presented by CBP agents who've come under public attack and condemnation by you and the Biden administration. Two points, if I may, Congressman. Number one, in response to your second question, I don't even know what you're referring to. And with with respect to your first I'll question, take that as that you're on the record as saying no. 
U.S. But you have not used your authority to suppress exculpatory evidence. If you're, if you're an honorable man, then obviously you should be able to say no to that. Who would suppress exculpatory evidence? Is your answer no? I don't even know what you're referring to, Congressman. You will. He's referring to the mounted Border Patrol officers that were accused of whipping. Remember that from a million years ago when there was uh, the, the media outrage? It was an overblown propaganda piece that these mounted Border Patrol officers were whipping people that were trying to run across the border. Even the photographer that took the picture that all of these media sycophants were, were referencing told them, no, there was no whipping. But that didn't stop the Biden administration and this scumbag Mayorkas for going after them and trying to demonize them simply for the optics that says to the rest of the world, don't worry, people. We're not going to police our borders. We're not going to maintain national sovereignty. Come on in. And don't for a minute believe that any of these corporations, you'll hear about it. It's, there's, it's just a murmur in the media right now, but you'll hear about it. There's supposedly these corporations that are pushing Chuck Schumer, the senator in New York, to create amnesty for 11 million people that are here in the country illegally already. But that's false. It's the cartels in Mexico that currently control our southern border that want amnesty for these illegal aliens. And why is that? Because as soon as amnesty is declared for the illegal aliens, there's going to be a surge of people from South America and Mexico that want to come into this country and they're going to have to pay who? The coyotes. The cartels that operate the border, that traffic people back and forth, are going to fill their pockets and become filthy rich. And I bet you Schumer's going to get a piece of that action. I'm not in favor of weaponizing the IRS against our political opponents. That's, that's Obama stuff. But when politicians are calling for these outrageous things, I think they should be subjected to an audit. I think the American people deserve to know the financial reasons behind their decisions. Why does Chuck Schumer want amnesty for 11 million illegals? It, it, it goes beyond harvesting their votes. I mean, corporations want illegal aliens in this country because they want the cheap labor. They want to get away with not paying them benefits, etc. But if there's legislation passed that suddenly makes all of those illegal immigrants legal in the country, well, then they have to pay them a fair wage. Then they have to provide them health benefits and they may as well just hire an American. It's why we have an open southern border to begin with. We want those poor, beleaguered immigrants pouring in, looking for any kind of work, desperate, easy to control. That's the game. 
hey, you just walked all the way from Honduras. Come on, I'll give you this job for three bucks an hour. The end of the day, you'll be able to buy yourself some tacos and look, I, I even have this empty horse stall with a pile of hay for you to sleep on. Isn't that great? So, of course, this amnesty bill, uh, this amnesty bill will be sold to the public as this benevolent thing that's that's meant to stop that kind of thing. When really it's just going to enrich the cartel make it easier for them to traffic people and fentanyl across the southern border and continue the game that's been going on. This is also, I mean, the reason for this push now is that it's official now that the Republicans have won control of the House. So while it's a small victory, it's only going to slow the roll of, of the New World Order machine Slightly. And there'll be a storm of all of this kind of stuff for the next two months. Until Republicans do finally take control. But even then, there won't be that much of a switch because the Republicans voted in, uh, uh, you know, establishment rhino Mitch McConnell to be the Senate majority leader. It looks like Kevin McCarthy, establishment rhino in the House, is going to win the uh, speakership and it looks like Steve Scalise will be the majority leader in the house. I don't know much about him. Let's look at this article from the Washington examiner. The house Republican conference elected minority whip Steve Scalise on Wednesday to serve as their majority leader. When the next session of Congress begins in January. Scalise was uncontested for the position and the move would keep him as the number two to current minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, assuming he becomes Speaker of the House. McCarthy is facing a challenge from the more conservative wing of the GOP. There was a a private vote already, you know, where uh, all the House Republicans can cast their votes secretly. So they don't have to suffer the wrath of these more powerful GOP politicians that will do petty things if they find out that certain Republicans didn't support them in their bids to be, you know, Speaker of the House and and Majority Leader, etc. Mitch McConnell already revoked committee positions from uh, Rick Scott, who challenged him in the Senate for, for the leader position. In his pitch to the conference Monday, Scalise was greeted warmly by the gathered party members. Among his priorities, he pledged the House would investigate Hunter Biden's laptop. Quote, we must be relentless in our oversight of this administration, he said in a letter to members announcing his candidacy. From the politicization of the Justice Department to the job-crushing regulations coming from every agency... We need to shine a bright light on the actions and policy failures of this administration. While the races for majority whip and speaker have been dramatic, Scalise did not face a leadership challenge. Though not all midterm races have been called, his majority will likely be razor thin and prove difficult to manage as leadership navigates the different factions within the GOP uh, conference, which we're already witnessing. This uh, gay marriage bill, for example, that just advanced through the Senate. I have to admit, I was getting a little uncomfortable 
seeing all of these articles and posts on social media. Hey, the, did you, there's 12 Republicans in the Senate that voted for this gay rights marriage act. It's called the respect for marriage act. I was thinking, uh, all right, haven't we moved beyond this like 30 years ago? Well, maybe not that long. I don't know. Just, I mean, leave it alone. They're not hurting you. People should be able to marry the people that they love. I, I, it, I'm already sort of against the government incentive to get married and have kids with all of these tax breaks. Hey, you get married, you get a tax break. Hey, you have kids, you get a tax break. I understand why it's there. But it should apply equally to everyone. I mean, that's just, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Equal treatment under the law, right? I don't, I don't believe in, in getting mired up in these gray areas. It's all, it's all being pushed by religion. It's all being pushed by religion. And that's part of, of this sensation. This article from Breitbart. 12 Senate Republicans voted with Democrats on Wednesday for the far-left Respect for Marriage Act, which is reportedly designed to provide federal protections for same-sex and interracial marriages. Lawmakers voted for the measure 62 to 37 after a bipartisan group of senators made changes to the bill to include a clause about religious liberty. With the amendment agreed upon, the bill will go back to the House before going to President Joe Biden. The White House has expressed support for the measure. The 12 Republicans who voted for the bill included Senators Roy Blunt, Richard Burr, Shelley Moore, Capito. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it just seems like media sensation to me and, and people are falling for it. I guess this is an issue where I fall a little bit more on the liberal side. People are upset because this bill would allow people who, who feel that they have been harmed by the church over this marriage equality or inequality, depending on how you want to look at it, would be able to be sued. They, they would be able to file suit against the churches. And I, you know, I got to say, I, I haven't read the bill. I don't know all the ins and outs. There are probably more reasons why Republicans voted against it. But haven't churches done enough damage to the world? Haven't they caused enough war and, and pain and strife? I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about church establishments operated by corrupt men. Separation of church and state is one of the founding principles of this country. And churches have these vast congregations and take in millions and millions of dollars. And then they want to donate it to political campaigns and fund legislation to push their religious beliefs on the population of the country. I don't think that's okay. I don't think it's okay for a corporation. I don't think it's okay for a church. And I think if churches insist on being political activists, then they should uh, 
Well, maybe they should have to cough up a little dough come tax time. I think the church and the state need to stop trying to tell people how to run their lives. That's where I come down. But maybe we don't live in that world anymore. I mean, the effort to normalize the, the election manipulating, the ballot harvesting, the voter coercing is already trying to be normalized. People are already saying, oh, the GOP needs to get behind this new, this new election effort. They need to start putting out their own drop boxes, start assembling their own ballot harvesting armies. So great. That means the people that in charge will be in charge forever. Because we're just going to tell the other side to cheat harder. And we're all just supposed to deal with it. Sorry, we'll keep counting votes until we get the preferred outcome. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors had a town hall uh, yesterday, I believe. And uh, this guy showed up. Good morning. Once again, the eyes of the world are upon Maricopa County for another botched election. Am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote? Heavens no, for that would make me a terrorist, wouldn't it? Let me ask you, if you took your life savings to a bank and the teller put them in a machine and the machine kicked out one out of four of your bills and the teller said, don't worry, we'll put them in box three over here and we'll let you know how many were in there later. We'll send them off to a separate location and someone will be sure to get back to you and tell you how much money you have. Would you be okay with that? No, you would not be okay with that. Now ask yourself the question, which is more valuable, your vote or your money? Now ask a lobbyist that same question. Now ask a campaign manager that question. Now ask Mark Zuckerberg that question, which is more valuable, your money or your vote or your country or this world or the corruption that is taking over every single county in this nation? And then you look into your own soul and you look back at yourself in the mirror and realize that you are the cancer that is tearing this nation apart. Good day. Thank you. Our next speaker. That guy looks like he should be the vocalist for Soulfly. It's an old, it's an old heavy metal reference. Look it up. Go ahead. I love the passion. I don't know. I don't know if that's the best analogy. I get what he's saying. The vote is more valuable than the money. Because the vote opens the door to all of the money like we covered yesterday. The corporations build the think tanks. Employ your staff as a politician. Create media stories. They, they, they cultivate this whole, this, this little slot for you to fit right into. Riches and control are the bounty 
that you stand to gain for just going along with it. Come on. This is how it's done. This is why politicians get elected and then everything that they promised on their campaign is suddenly swallowed up by the establishment. Becomes nothing. They become another politician. Then they go to these town halls. They get screamed at by this guy. And they, they, they suffer for the, the minute and 40 seconds. Then they adjourn and it's fundraisers and campaign checks. And more just, I mean, obviously, the public prefers being told what to do over the personal responsibility that is associated with being a free person. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> hey, please follow me on social media. Send me an email. Interact with me. Rate, review, and share the show. I rely on you to spread the word. I'll be back. Goodbye.